I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can bow like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome into another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. This is our 2022 wrap up episode. We're going to talk about the year that was in 22 and then look forward to the year 2023. We're excited to continue to bring you more content. We were looking through some of our Spotify stats before. Adam, was it 3,000 minutes of content that we brought to the ears of our listeners this past year? Over 3,000 minutes of new content, which you know, number one is uh, wild to think about. Number two, um, wild to think that, uh, man, that's, uh, that's a lot of lessons too. So um, appreciative of 2022. But like you said, Brian, looking forward to 2023 without a doubt. I think the big thing with 2022, and we'll get to it here briefly, is going to be the, the birth of Hoop Troop. So uh, one of our high school spinoff that I would imagine you guys have all heard at least one or two, three, four, maybe nine, all nine, 10 episodes that we've done with Hoop Troop um, started right at the beginning of the year 22. And so it's crazy sometimes to think that it's already been a year. And it's also crazy to think it's only been a year. It feels like we've been talking a lot with those guys with the Hoop Troop. And so uh, that coming about in 22 probably one of one of the big one of the big highlights and there's a lot we're going to cover them today but the hoop troop coming coming to life in in 2022 is probably probably one of the big the biggest things for shooter stats yeah and definitely a fun um i guess spinoff you might say of our usual episodes of the shooters touch uh, we got you know we got a great group of guys uh we got obviously great basketball to talk about here in the state of iowa um and it's kind of come come to a life of its own you know to be honest uh love Obviously, all the listeners that we have love that we get to engage with high school basketball, those coaches, those fans um, on a on a more regular basis. You know, having the opportunity to uh, have episodes specifically about, you know, the games, uh, you know, the athletes behind the games and stuff like that, too, has been fun um, and has been, um, you know, energizing, I guess you might say, you know, uh, with all those coaches, all those fans and stuff like that, too. Well, it's been fun too for us. I think, you know, going to several basketball games, and if there's a basketball game, if it works out, we're going to it already. But to now have a purpose to go to either A, more games, or B, watch more games streamed. I know you and I have talked a little bit about this off air, but it's just fun to kind of reconnect more into the high school game just because, you know, going and being college athletes and then kind of sticking to college, NBA. Um, you know, our, our kids are at the age, um, we're starting to become more of a real thing to look, look towards high school. But for us personally, to be able to dive back into the high school game, as you mentioned, talk with some of those high school coaches, uh, you know, have Tony on with, who is just, just up to his waist in, in high school basketball and hear his insight and, and, and get different parts of the state too. Obviously having Tom up in the Northwest corner is fun and Tony over in the Eastern side of the state, uh, it's been really great to, to kind of get outside of our little bubble that we have and, and learn more about these kids and these programs throughout the state. Exactly. Right. And, you know, we, you mentioned all those guys have a great group of guys to, um, you know, become friends with, to become close with. And, and like, like, like you and I mentioned, talk a little bit more about basketball that, um, not that, you know, it has, has, has less attention to it. Um, however, you know, it, it, uh, at, at times when compared to college basketball and NBA basketball probably does have less attention. So, um, that's initially, uh, why we started this podcast was to bring 
those programs, um, schools, coaches who may not get all of the, um, you know, the articles online, you know, all of the, um, all of the buzz um, to bring their stories and bring them to light. Uh, so it's been good. It's been, you know, uh, as I mentioned, a great energizing spinoff that uh, we see continuing and growing here in 2023 for sure. Well, not only from a from a podcast hoop troop side of things too, but from our Twitter account as well. It's been something that you know you guys have tweeted at us a lot of scores, a lot of updates, a lot of cool things going on without your program throughout your programs. That it's been fun to see and be involved, or even connect to people. We did some help with some scheduling through the pandemic and kind of figuring out what people if they had to miss a game of COVID trying to get back to that fill a full 21 game schedule and some coaching vacancies and, and help a little bit with that. And so that's been a lot of fun too. That's been something that um, the more involvement that we've had uh, you and I and the hoop troop, but even our followers and our fans that, you know, follow closely or listen every week or just know, Hey, this is what these guys are doing. And I've reached out and asked for help or, you know, whether it's do a camp or help with sign up or whatever it is, like it's, that is part of why we do this. It is to continue as our slogan, as we've said, it's to grow the game of basketball and it's one story at a time. And so we want more involvement. We want to hear from you guys, our fans, our listeners. Um, you know, it just would be huge for everybody that loves the state of Iowa and loves basketball. Yep. You're exactly right, Brian. And, uh, as I mentioned a couple of times, it's been awesome, but you know, we do have some, uh, no, 2022 brought us some great guests. 2022 brought us some great, um, uh, you know, I guess like the backstories from those guests, you know, the stories from those people who, as we mentioned, may not have all the publicity and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if you would have told Brian and myself that we would be talking to, to college coaches to, you know, even some retired hall of fame coaches from outside the state. Um, when we first started this, uh, you know, at least myself, I don't know about you, Brian, but I would have thought you were crazy. Um, you know, we initially got this thing going, wasn't really sure where it was going to go. And now we're, we're into this thing and it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, had some great guests, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of listeners this year. So we appreciate those and, uh, appreciate the guests as well. And so as we take a look back, our so our top three uh, most listened episodes actually came out of the year 2022. And so it's cool to look mm -hmm. back on at some of those numbers. So number one is going to be uh, Mike Hilmer at Northland. His uh, is currently the, the number one listened episode that we have. Uh, it was a fun chat that we had with Coach this past year and getting a little bit of the dynasty that is uh, at Northland and his philosophy. Mm -hmm. That one that one was a lot of fun. Just hearing from Mike, uh, that was one that I actually think we had some people reach out to us that um, suggested that we get Mike on. So thank you uh, to those people because that one quickly climbed the charts. And there's a little bit of a theme, too, that we've noticed throughout uh, these interviews and that is these these smaller communities with these coaches that have have some longevity that have been there a while their episodes just rock it they just rock it up in the listens for us and it's just so much fun to see the community kind of rally around or i mean and they know these stories like it's fun for us because in most cases we've maybe met these guys or maybe not it just kind of depends as, as you go from guest to guest um, but they know the story and they still want to jump on and listen or hear about it. And, or, I mean, in, in the case of Mike, I mean, he's down at the state tournament every year. And so I'm, there's a lot of people I'm sure that wanted to try to get a nugget or something from him too, but it's just really awesome to go back and look through some of the smaller towns that, uh, you know, produce some really, some really great numbers for us throughout 22. And obviously Mike being the number one one there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, th I think we're done trying to predict who's the who's going to be our biggest guest as far as listeners go. But uh, we had a great conversation with Mike. Um, you know, as you mentioned, he's he's down a state tournament every year. It seems uh, has a lot of experience as a coach. You know, but one thing that I think that um, you know, if you haven't listened to the episode, that you might not know is that he's coached uh, he's coached his sons. He's coached his sons on the same team. Um, so it has an interesting, interesting, uh, perspective about that. Um, you know, just to be honest, how, how he went about that. So, you know, if you're, if you're coaching your son, if you plan on coaching your son, like I do, um, 
you know, that is some awesome information that you can take with you in the future. But, you know, as you, as you mentioned, a great, he was a great coach, great episode, great story. Everything about Mike was awesome. Um, and it was fun talking to him about, yeah, like you said, um, the dynasty that is up there in North Lynn and um, the future of that program as well. Sticking with uh, coaches that find themselves down at the state tournament every year and come from a small community, uh, way back, it was so February, early February, we talked with uh, Scott Rudin at uh, Remsen St. Mary's too. And so that was, that was a fun story sitting down chatting with him too, being, being a farmer um, and then going in uh, in the afternoon and coaching some basketball. And so hearing that, that story, again, you talked about someone coaching their sons and kind of how that all came about too. And, and now they've just continued to uh, win games and find themselves down at the state tournament too. And, and a, a community that uh, is not very big in that Remsen St. Mary's, they, uh, they must've all listened at least once because the, the, the numbers on his was, was really good as well. Yeah, definitely fun, fun conversation with coach. And yeah, like you said, kind of a, um, you know, as, as a farmer, you know, a lot of these high school coaches, especially here around Iowa, um, you know, are in the school system. Most of them are either, you know, as in, in the school system somehow or um, um, a teacher and the schedules just line up for practice, stuff like that, a lot easier, but kind of a um, interesting uh, uh, context with coach as a star, um, as I'm a farmer. And then, uh, like you said, coaches of basketball in the afternoon. Well, and another one, too, that uh, was was recently um, back in November, we talked with Brandon Schwab, uh, head, head girls coach at Garrigan. And again, uh, another another dynasty to someone that finds themselves down in Des Moines every March. But him too talking from going from farming and then coming over and doing basketball and how that actually works really well with him in the winters and being able to be in the school and be around there. Um, but but talking with Schwab was Brandon was was a really good one too. That's a fairly new one, so maybe if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that one, um, he's got a special team and a special special group of girls there that uh, by all accounts should be defending that state title um, and and be the the biggest target there again this year. And so that'll be that'll be fun to hear a little bit about what he does differently in practice to keep things fresh. Um, to keep things new for the girls so they so their interest level is still there and so yeah Brandon Brandon Schwab was that was a that was a fun one too getting a chance to talk about the Garrigan Bears yeah absolutely and like I said great team uh, expect to see um, expect to see coach and those girls down at state tournament this year um, and yeah a, a, a great conversation with him you know very energetic and very you know intuitive about the the game and you know what he has at Garrigan you know I think he was very honest with us that you know hey I have a star and you know possibly more than one star um and how that how his perspective on coaching changed when uh you know once he started coaching those girls for sure so great episode with coach Schwab as well and so then if we take a look at uh, the college game a little bit, that brings us to our number two overall most listened and then obviously number two in 2022 and that was with coach coach brian peterson um and that one was a lot of fun too because there's a lot of ties back to his time at iowa state to his time um, at kirkwood and so that one we had a lot to talk about with with pete and just had a ton of fun uh, going through and just chatting with him and just kind of chopping things up with us all kind of being around the same age too we had we, we shared a lot of the same memories uh, and so that one getting getting an opportunity to talk with uh brian pearson was a ton of fun yeah definitely a lot of connections uh, with pd um you know like you mentioned kirkwood he played with my brother back in the day and then at iowa state um he, he played for coach mcdermott who i played for at you and i as well so fun to talk to him you know i talk a little bit about um you know the the coaching background stories we get his was interesting because he uh, was a head coach at Kirkwood, um, won a national title, and then now is an assistant coach at uh, up there at South Dakota State. And kind of an interesting perspective going from the head chair to the assistant coach chair um, that Pete brought. And, you know, just overall, he's definitely one of those coaches that is up and coming. And, you know, I can definitely see having a head coaching job here very shortly. Sticking with that college theme too, Justin Wick was another one, uh, head coach of the University of Minnesota Duluth. It was a lot of fun talking with him. Again, the 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 age 
um, between the three of us is, is close. Justin, a little bit older than us, but uh, getting getting an opportunity to hear about his journey again, connecting Kirkwood. Uh, feels like 22 was the year of the year of the Eagles. We had quite a few of them on, but um, uh, talking with Wick and his time at Iowa, and then what he's been able to build up in Minnesota Duluth, and then get an opportunity to see him come down here and, and coach against the Bulldogs right away. Uh, in an expedition game to start the year was a lot of fun too and um, it was cool it was fun to, it was fun to catch up and to learn a little bit more about uh, Wick's story yeah definitely uh, it was great conversation you know I think one thing that he brought to the table was you know a a younger younger coach as a as a head coach um, in a in a potentially smaller community and not potentially but in a smaller community where you got to recruit up there and you know I think his perspective on recruiting um, you know, the kids he needs to recruit uh, was very interesting. And, you know, something that younger coaches college game, obviously um, could, could for sure, uh, or could I guess help, help those coaches. So great conversation with Jesse. Yeah, a lot of ties there, um, you know, with you, with Kirkwood, with me and, you know, playing up, up there in Iowa city as well. So that was a great conversation too. Yeah, and then um, sticking sticking with the college game too, um, some of the players that we talked to, and we'll get we're gonna get to more too. We're just trying to skim over a few of these that we talked to, but um, as I'm going through, Austin Fife was was an awesome was an awesome chat as well. I uh, would love to see him get back out on the floor, um, you know. But even at the time in which we talked to him, it looks like that episode kind of pulled up here. Um, we talked to him back in May and um, at the time hadn't even fully decided, or maybe he even was leaning towards announcing um, him coming back, but getting a chance to talk with uh, Austin. Austin was a lot of fun as well. Definitely. Yeah. The you and I connection there. And, you know, I think the, the positivity that, that he showed about his entire situation, you know, for um, anybody who's listening, who doesn't know, um, you know, has uh, had, had a heart issue. I think that started in his sophomore year. Um, and last year had, had another kind of issue with that. Uh, um, or excuse me, not with that, but with long COVID where he just couldn't catch his breath, couldn't get back in shape. So he could only play limited minutes. And, you know, now, um, at the time of this episode, I believe, um, he's had some blood clotting issues. So hasn't played a game this year for the Panthers yet either. So, you know, Either even though it was a while ago, uh, you know, that that positivity definitely showed through and, you know, something that the listeners could take away from that episode, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could see a young man that uh, was was growing up in in front of your eyes uh, talking with him. And so it was it was fun to fun to get caught up with him and then just kind of skimming through to uh, some of the other players in which that we talked to in 22 I have um, so so Zeke. We talked to Zeke Mayo. That was a lot of fun. That uh, that kid can straight shoot the basketball. If you have have not uh, paid attention to what the Jackrabbits have going up there, pay attention because Zeke can shoot it. Uh, Overland Park kid. And so talking with him was a lot of fun. We talked with May, we talked with Megan Meyer, um, which unfortunately we just found out today she tore ACL and she's out out for the remainder of the year. And so that was kind of a bum deal. But her excitement and work ethic just total gym rat. That one was fun. Um, most recently, Maya McDermott as well with for you and I uh, just brought the energy. She was great. Roman Penn, uh, point guard for Drake, uh, talked with him back this summer. Uh, Grace Berg, another Drake Bulldog. We talked with her, I believe it was back last February. And so I think that was, I think that was all the players. Um, I think that's that we, the players. Yeah. That we talked to in, in, in 22. And so it's always fun chatting with the players one for a couple of reasons. Many of them, it's their first podcast. Well, for many of our coaches, it's their first podcast too, but um, you know, the coaches tend to do more media stuff than, than the players will. And so getting them on and getting an opportunity to chat with them. And oftentimes, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, we don't sit here and break down games. Like we're, we're chatting about their story and chatting about them. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to chat with these, these players that, you know, range anywhere you know from 20 to, to 23 years old and and hear their story and and their struggles and their accomplishments and uh i think the thing that we've we've talked about this i know adam is just the composure and mature nature of these athletes that we've had an opportunity to talk to whether it's in 22 or whether any of the athletes that we've talked to it's unbelievable to have 
the understanding that these kids have and I call them kids because you know they're quite a bit younger than us and I know that <laughs> they, that was not a how I would have handled myself at, at 21 coming on a podcast yeah you're exactly right about that point that we've talked about that multiple times um on on the pod as well and outside the pod but yes uh totally agree with you there um and i think that yeah all, all, all those athletes you mentioned um you had a super interesting uh way way about things you know i think they each look at the game differently playing different positions obviously but you know it's fun to hear kind of their perspective on how they look at the game and uh you know with with that you know with those episodes with those guests we just mentioned um you know, we love hearing from you about, you know, recommendations. That's, uh, we've gotten a lot of guests because of that. Um, whether it's an inch, you know, whether they have an interesting backstory that you know about, or just, Hey, that this person's been a coach for a year or two or 22, 23 years. You know, we want to talk to those people. We want to get their stories um, and bring them out to the public. And um, you know, our, our, our listeners, we know like to hear that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and then before we transition off of this to we did have an opportunity to talk to a couple of pros as well. Um, this, this past year we had um, Clint Carlson came on um, to chat with us. Let's see. He had just transitioned to the Warriors, right? When we, when we yes. caught him. And so hearing a little bit about that travel across country, going from the Hornets to, uh, to the Warriors was cool, but uh, reminiscent a little bit too of, of the you and I and um, Waverly days was a lot of fun too, but understanding a little bit more about that NBA life is just, was just a lot of fun to hear. Cause that's obviously something, especially here in Iowa without the NBA NBA in Iowa that we don't know near as much about as we would like and so getting to hear from him and then um, Brittany Donaldson was the other one um, you know getting to hear her story and understanding the analytics that both of them spoke of that go into the NBA game it's it's clear to see why those guys are at the at the highest end and, and the top level it's just a lot of fun to chat with both of them Definitely. And, you know, the, the whole aspect of them being in the NBA, um, you know, was very interesting on, on our end, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, you mentioned the data and the analytics that all those NBA teams have and track. Um, you know, I, I'm very interested and I will uh, I will call my shot here. I believe we'll we'll be doing episodes about those analytics at some point if we continue to do this. Um, you know, it's kind of trickling down to college and high school and stuff like that, too. But, yeah, if we're speaking about the guests, you know, Clint. Um, um, and Brittany specifically were great to talk to and, and very interesting to hear um, how they got how they got to where they are and how that position, you know, in the highest, highest basketball league in the world um, is and, and how their responsibilities are going. Well, and two, I, I forgot to mention our bonus episode and our most recent episode um, with with Frankie with Frankie Carcelli, the beat writer for the Kings. I mean, that was a lot of fun too. It's, it was I, I talked about with the players in their first podcast. This was not Frankie's first podcast. I mean, he does a weekly podcast, and you could tell just chatting with him. And so it was a lot of fun to just chat with an, a professional in the business and learn a little bit more from him on that side of things. But then to hear how our Iowa guys are doing um, out in Sacramento, but then to your point, learn about the highest level in the NBA and, and get a little bit more of an understanding of someone who's there day in and day out and seeing things different. I mean, his, he's got a little bit more of a critical eye and, and, you know, observing what's going on. And so talking with Frankie uh, was a lot of fun as well. And it's, oh, that being the newest episode, you know, we're still getting listened that. So I would be interested too from from you guys, our fans and listeners perspective, if that was something that you guys really enjoyed and would like to hear some more of, uh, because we would definitely continue to attempt to try to try to nail down some some more of those guys to to hear a little bit of their perspective. Yeah, definitely very cool to hear that perspective and to hear, you know, how our um you know, the, the players they have on the Kings um, originally from Iowa, how they're doing and how the, um, how the fan base, how the fan base loves them. You know, Harrison was one of those that he spoke highly of just, you know, that glue guy will do whatever it takes. And, you know, he's obviously more of a veteran on that team. So teaching them about that, uh, or excuse me, teaching those young kids about how to behave themselves, you know, how, how to, how to, how to, how to be an NBA player. Um, and Keegan being relatively new, but obviously very excited, um, about him as well on that team and you know which I think they should be they're going to be a really good he's, he's going to be really good for that city 
yeah, they'll be fun to continue to continue to watch and pay attention to. Even if you're not a huge NBA fan, just pay attention to the Kings and what those Iowa boys are doing out there. But uh, with that, let's jump into a quick break here to give a shout out uh, to one of our sponsors. And this is a perfect time, if any, to if if there are any businesses or people that are listening to the podcast that we could help support. Um, that's what we're to to hear to help support you learn more about your story too so if you want to jump on and, and sponsor with, with us we would definitely appreciate that but uh reach out to us anyway um call text twitter dm whatever works for you guys but with that let's take a quick break this episode of the shooter's touch is brought to you by forged athletics your go-to spot for sports specific trainers and athletes to get connected Visits Forged Athletics at goforgeathletics.com and start improving your skills today. All right, welcome back, shooters. We're going to continue to go over. We, we tried to come up with a few awards to maybe hand out. This was super hard as we were talking in, in the first segment there. We had a lot of really great guests and some really great episodes. And so this is just a way for us more than anything to highlight a few episodes that uh, maybe we didn't mention before and get you guys a chance to either get caught up. And if you haven't heard them, you know, we obviously encourage you to go back and listen, or, you know, if we do such an amazing job of explaining it to you here, at least you kind of have a little bit of the insight, but the first uh, category that we had that we wanted to take a look at was the most underrated episodes. And Adam and I were talking a little bit about this before we jumped on and that underrated is, it's, it's kind of hard to distinguish what that means because there's a level of expectations that goes into that. Like expect one thing and, and was it higher or lower and was the feedback and, you know, moving the curtain back a little bit for you guys, as far as you know, when we look at the first week and things come out, Adam and I will often text back and forth and we're paying attention to the listen numbers and how many downloads there are. And then what does the Twitter activity look like? And so we take all those things into account and we try to figure out ways in which to navigate and position ourselves to make sure that we're getting in the eyes and ears of all of you, our fans, and, and what can we do to better or different or help that and how do our guests impact that and so it's it's been fun it's part of the journey that's been a lot of fun it's no different um than many of you coaches trying to break down a game plan or figure out why this worked and why that didn't work um adam and i will do that each and every week and so as we look at the underrated it's 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 our personal picks on on maybe because the conversation was turned out better than we expected or we didn't know what to expect going into it that's probably more of it um, a lot of these people we're meeting for the first time when we sit down and do these interviews. And so you just kind of never know. And then you, you get done and you're like, wow, that was a lot of fun. And so looking at this underrated episodes, I picked my episode was our chat with Caleb Klein uh, with the Arkansas Razorbacks. The, the reason why I picked that is just because it was a lot of fun to talk with Caleb you know, I didn't know much about him going into that conversation. And so to learn a little bit more about his background and, and his story from his high school to his college playing days to ultimately what landed him down in Arkansas was just super cool. And I also like the fact that um, he kind of carved out a little niche for himself and in, in being the social media guy. And as I talked about, as far as like what we're trying to do here and continue um to be noticed that's something that's huge for these programs moving forward and so to talk with Caleb about Musselman's uh, approach to Twitter and how they handled things was just a lot of fun there there maybe wasn't as many of the coaching nuggets in there or you know we had some laughs with him there you know it wasn't maybe what some of the other episodes was but it was just a lot of fun to chat with him and and obviously the success that the Ravens or backs have had here in recent years too made that even more fun. And uh, it was just a fun chat. And so that was probably one of the ones that it doesn't have the close Iowa ties or maybe as relative in the state of Iowa. So I understand why, uh, you know, the numbers maybe didn't hit where some of the other ones did, but that's a fun chat. If you haven't, or you didn't get an opportunity to listen to that one, jump back and, and listen to our chat with Caleb. Yeah, Caleb was great. Um, you know, I think anytime you get to talk to um, a person in a big program like Arkansas, but not to mention a big, um, a big successful program, 
you know, how those practices are run, um, you know, how how things are behind the scenes, as 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 Caleb talked to us about. And yeah, like you said, kind of very interesting that he that he created a niche for himself um, and has has kind of ran towards that. Um, and so very almost almost inspiring as well, you know, to kind of um, have your own deal and, you know, know you're good at it, kind of go for it and stuff like that, which will be, um, you know, something that will obviously help Caleb uh, in the future very much. Who'd you have for your most underrated episode of the year? My, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of great guests, a lot of, a lot of great backgrounds, like I said, but mine would have to go to Nate Schmidt, um, the, the assistant coach at Iowa State right now. Um, and, you know, he, he seems like he does know X's and O's. I think he does. But we talked to him more about the player development side and how he goes about that. Um, and if you ever, you know, if you ever want to hear uh, a coach that is well-traveled, um, you know, talk to him. Um, if I recall correctly, he spent an entire year kind of just like, following some um, uh, graduated or entered the draft Iowa State players um, to to help with their to help with their training, kind of betting on himself, uh, you know, which which a lot of coaches do. And, you know, is, is something that needs to be done in a coaching career. And not to mention, you know, the fact that, you know, he kind of um, well, not kind of over his over his background, over, over his coaching career, he's, uh, you know, kind of really done whatever it takes. Uh, you know, that might not be his job responsibility. I think he even said this a couple of times, but hey, if it needs to get done, I'm going to get it done. And, you know, that is a very obviously an easier way to success. But, you know, that really gets you noticed by some coaches. And I think his background, having coached with or under, um, you know, a, a lot of different head coaches, a lot of different very good coaches. So, you know, that'll obviously make him a better coach in the future too. So doing that helps as well. Yeah, chatting with Nate was a lot of fun. Uh, I, If you've listened to the episode, I had an opportunity to work camp with Nate for a couple of years. And so that was one of the ones where I actually had known um, our guest prior and had a relationship with him. And so it was fun to catch up with him because never really had extensive time to, to chat with him or go over anything. And he's a very quiet and reserved guy. Uh, if you just see him on, on the street, but uh, you get an opportunity to sit down and chat with him. He's got a lot of fire, got a lot of energy and passion. Um, as you mentioned, really understands the game came up in the player development side of things. And so that's always interesting to me to be able to kind of navigate that world and then transition over to where he's at now being the assistant, uh, you know, having much more responsibilities, but, uh, as we've seen with, with that cyclone program and the way they're going, he, uh, he, he's got things figured out. And so that was a, that was a good pick and a, and a, a good episode and a really good chat with uh coach schmidt and be anxious to see how his his career path continues um forward and so with that our second category that we came up with was our biggest surprise and this one can be can be pretty vague too as far as what that what that means but um my biggest surprise was actually one of our would be our rapid fire questions so you know, we tend to keep them relatively the same as we move through our rapid fire at the end. Uh, we'll mix them up every once in a while, depending on the guests and who we have. But uh, we had we had on Megan Meyer and we asked her what her uh, superstition or game day routine was. And she explained to us that she did she I can't remember. Did she have was there a certain timeline? I just know she's got to put her full jersey on. Like yes. everything, like socks, jerseys, shooting shirt. Like she's in full gear several hours before the game, including her pregame nap. So pre she'll nap, nap, she'll nap and eat and do all the stuff that she's got to do before the game in her game jersey. And we kind of chuckled and gave her a little bit of a hard time on the podcast about that. Um, but that was one of the things that probably just just surprised me the most because you know, we asked that question probably 60, 70% of the time. And, you know, there's been some good answers, but uh, I was not expecting that. And that, that one, that one caught me a little off guard. The fact that uh, she's just, just kicking it, I guess, in her, in her, uh, in her game gear. Yeah. That caught me off guard too. Uh, you know, very, uh, that, that is kind of funny, interesting, um, you know, pregame routine for sure. But, you know, she's uh a shooter who who scores the basketball and she is uh very good at the game of basketball so maybe she's on to something maybe we should all be doing something like that 
Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Uh, a, uh, awesome surprise. Like I mentioned, awesome, um, you know, kind of unexpected surprise there. Mine has to be uh, from our, from, from the Kirkwood men's basketball coach right now, um, coach Sanquist, Tim Sanquist, uh, some of these, um, some of his coaching stops where smaller town, smaller school, um, and just honestly, some of the aspects of being a coach at one of those schools where, you know, he's living in the dorms, he's living in a dorm without a sink in it, uh, you know, really, really rough in it. And I knew some of that stuff happened, but, you know, just kind of hearing from him, um, you know, some of the other stories that he mentioned too, were just very surprising to me. Yeah, that was good. It was fun to hear his, his journey bouncing around, uh, the Juco, the Juco ranks and kind of figuring out where he was at. I think too, with that, especially, with the additional hype that the JUCO level has gotten through last chance you as well. Um, both, yeah. I mean, both obviously with the basketball one, the last two seasons, I would imagine most of our listeners have, have watched that, but uh, the football one as well too, because it kind of took him took when they were at independence, it, it took you on the journey where Sanquist had been to several of those schools. And so kind of hearing a little bit about, again behind the curtain and what it looked like and his again just dedication and passion to keep grinding and getting to the point now um where he's got that job that he is really excited about and doing a really nice job over there with the eagles as well and so it'll be it'll be fun to to follow tim and and continue to follow that journey and he's been a huge supporter of ours as well and so we continue to support him and kirkwood and uh, wish them, wish them all the best. Uh, that is for sure. But sticking, oh, one other too, and, and I gotta mention it just because he's he's our guy too. But we kind of joked about it. Um, but we said one of our other big surprises that, that we brought on our guy T. Struck, Tyler Struck. He's the uh, head boys basketball coach up in Nevada. Um, we brought, we got him noted on our notes that one of our biggest number of listens that his episode got. Um, and, and we, we say that jokingly cause that, that's our, that's our guy. And we, we, we joke around with struck quite a bit, but, um, honestly, it did get a ton of listens. I mean, it, he's in the top mm-hmm. 10 of our, of our overall listens. Um, and he, I mean, he's, he's a talker though, too. You get him on. That was a lot of fun to chat and reminisce with him, but, uh, that was, that was a little bit, that's a low key surprise right there to, to be able to find T struck in our top 10. Yeah, you know, awesome talking to T Struck, connect with him again. And uh yeah, he must have he must have had everybody from Algona and Nevada listen to that one. Um got a lot of listens. But you know, honestly, like you said, he likes to talk, we like to talk. So it was just kind of one of those episodes that uh um you know kinda kinda went on by itself. I guess you didn't have to do any work for it. No, that was good. That one worth a listen. And he's got those uh got the Cubs playing playing well up there too. So that might be something to go back and, and take a listen and see what uh see what he has to say with that one but moving to the next one so favorite movie i think we ask this one almost every time it's kind of one of those ones where it's favorite sports movie we if you've listened to the pod long enough you know that we've had to change that because we we used to ask favorite basketball movie and it feels like all of us basketball players just have hoosiers programmed in our minds and so you just like say Hoosiers and whether or not that's legitimately your favorite basketball movie or not, I feel like we are just programmed to say that. <laughs> and so we had to change it to favorite sports movie, which I'm glad we did too, because we have gotten some really fun answers uh, going back through for whatever reason, people kind of open up a little bit more and, um, and, and there's a lot of really good sports movies to choose from. And so going through my, my favorite favorite sports movie answer was actually on our most recent podcast and that was with Maya McDermott and she threw out like my <laughs> which uh, there's there's it just caught me off guard but I, yeah. I can res- I can respect that and that's something too that there's a generation there's a generation gap we've seen from us from going both ways and to see that movie being thrown out and as we talked about on the pod too i mean that's one of the ones that uh it might have been it might have actually been last christmas break i think we wore that dvd out my kids are just watching like mike on repeat um it is it is it's a fun little movie like you got some nba stars and stuff in there like that's great but that is just um 
we we get a lot of remember the titans and we get a lot of you know hoosier still comes up and in, in some of those and so getting getting the curve of of like mike fits maya's personality and that conversation that we had with her too but that one that was fun yeah you know what i will i will echo that and say that uh was very surprising but it kind of fits the personality and fits the person in my opinion too um you know i'll be honest with you i've i've seen that movie a couple times and if i didn't watch it again i don't think i'd be be too upset about it um so saying it's her favorite was like i said very surprising but uh but it definitely fit the mold of that conversation and that individual for sure yeah so so uh my my surprise i guess or the most uh um excuse me favorite movie answer um is with coach mike hilmer and he mentioned the sandlot was his favorite um obviously a great movie if you've ever seen it i agree with coach hilmer that it is a really good movie um was another one that was unexpected you know from our conversation with coach you know kind of a uh, he's been coaching a while, so a little bit old school. Um, I was, I, I had Hoosiers marked down already be- before we even asked that question, and um, you know, went with the Sandlot, went with the baseball movie, um, you know, Hercules and everything there, and um, very, very uh, happy with that answer from Coach Elmer. Yeah, you can't go wrong with with Sandlot. I mean, that is a is a classic childhood staple right there, and so that was a good one. That was a good one for Mike. Um, one other one too to mention, and I, and I knew going into um, right before even answering, but like we said, we I think we we legitimately ask everybody what their favorite sports movie is. Um, we recently had Smokey Bar on, um, and I I've known Smokey a long time, and I was like, you know, I just don't feel like smoke. I just can't see Smokey sitting down. And really, honestly, sitting still long enough to watch a movie. And so when we asked him that, he, I legitimately, I don't think he gave us an answer. I think he just, in, in the either. most, in the most smoky way possible, just worked his way around, um, worked his way around that answer. Probably turned it back on us. I can't remember how he handled it, but uh, that was kind of funny leading up to that. And that's another one too that fairly recent i think three maybe three four episodes ago we we had a chance to talk with uh roger smoky bar um about the officiating side of things too I mean, we, we kind of touched earlier on you know we're we're hitting this from all three levels but uh that being the fourth one and and, and talking on the official side that was smoky's a character too if you've been in the high school game or the game at all here throughout iowa you've crossed paths with smoky at some point too and so so you know so that one that that one and that episode was a lot of fun to talk with him as well yeah like you said interesting um episode for us because our first uh our first episode that was kind of geared towards the officiating side um super cool to kind of hear the 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 infrastructure or, or the behind the door workings of of officiating um and even you know when he first started how he got his start um you know uh it was kind of by chance if you haven't listened to the episode very cool story but smoky is awesome yeah and if you're if it if you've been around high school basketball in iowa for any amount of time you will uh you'll definitely recognize and obviously no no smoky as well we get into a little bit of a little bit of sneaker talk too. So we, we know we got um, quite a few sneaker heads out there as well. Um, that might be something too that we'll talk. Well, we'll talk at the, the end of this episode too. Uh, you know, we keep asking for you for your guys's help as well. But uh, some things in which that we can continue to chat about. This the sneaker stuff gets runs on our Twitter, Adam. And so I know we got some sneaker heads out there that uh, are really excited about shoes and it, it tends to be a lot of the mid to late 90s so it's probably people our age so it's more of the retired sneakerheads. but uh you know we could dive into some of that nostalgia stuff too and talk a little bit more about that we you know we used to do the sneak peek um which was a lot of fun geez that was was that three over three years ago adam we haven't done that had to be over three years ago that was back that was way back we did the sneak peeks yep. but sneak peek always got always got a good run um just chatting 20 minutes about a, a certain sneaker but uh if you want to see some more of that uh let us know we'll, we'll we have no problem uh spending a little time talking about some shoes but with that let's jump into another quick break here and we're going to come back and we're going to talk some pizza Shooters, if you or someone you know is looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, I'd love to have a conversation with them. We'll keep things fun and efficient, just like we do here on the podcast. Best way to reach me is to shoot me a quick email at brian, B-R-Y-A-N, 
at wbrealty.com. Have a quick conversation, catch up what it is that you're looking for. Can't wait to hear from you. WB Realty. Welcome back, shooters. Let's let's talk some pizza. We talk about pizza on the podcast a lot. Again, maybe not maybe not every guest, but uh, we get we get into pizza with most. We for sure talk some sort of food. Um, if it if it leads to pizza and or if it is pizza, uh, we're on board. And it, it, this is one of the things too that it, it's funny. Um, you know, we ended the last segment talking about sneakers. It just feels like sneakers, uh, hip hop, pizza basketball they just all go together like it just seems yeah. like you kind of gotta have maybe popcorn you could mix some popcorn in there too it feels like that needs to needs to be lumped in there but um pizza's been a lot of fun it's a it's a great post-game snack or watching a game depending on what you got going on i will say too before we get into some of our picks for favorite pizza shout outs here in 2022 <laughs> we we got to talk about the old dog the the the, the godfather of pizza um uh, and our guy OC Michael Connor, um, now the AD at Johnston. But every time we get a chance to talk with OC, we talk about pizza, and he's always got he's always got a new one for us too. I yep. mean that guy, I mean he's that the, he he's one by Iowa right there because he's he's tried it all, examined, studied, explored. I mean that guy. If you need a pizza recommendation in Iowa, go go see OC. Had a keen interest in the pizza, that's for sure. But uh, you, as you said, kind of hoops, hip hop, and and you know pizza, they go together. So um, yeah, like I said, always always fun talking to OC about that. He always has some uh, um, some new recommendations. But we got some of our uh, um, best pizza recommendations that we've gotten on the podcast from guests. So Brian, who are you going with? I so the fact that I I kind of felt like the answer was was clean cut and, and he and he gave me the benefit of the doubt uh, and i'm talking about brandon schwab we, you know we talked about him earlier he's the head head girls coach at garrigan um back in my hometown of algona um you know he gave props to premier and um premier is just the, the pizza establishment and out in algona but uh brandon's not actually from algona and so he he hit me with the flip side in laverne um which i mean we're talking 15 minutes down the road and so the fact that i have not been or even honestly heard of the flip side just kind of caught me way off guard and also piqued my interest and so flip side laverne um was the one that um you know i was excited or maybe most excited about having having the opportunity to, to go and try yep that was uh i remember you being surprised about that and Another one of those that I kind of wrote down the answer before we asked him because he is, you know, around around Algona's own premier pizza. Um, so I assume that was happening. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely hit us with uh, something unexpected flip side. So now you definitely have to try that and let us know how that how that how that tastes if he's right or wrong. Well. well, mine, I got a couple here. Um, the first one comes from Jake Hilmer, uh, DT's Pizza Tavern. And the only reason I say that is because I confirmed with a couple people who I knew had been there that it is really, really good. So um, next time you're catching the Peacocks game uh, up that way, um, we'll have to or you will have to stop in. Um, next one I got is from one of our most recent guests, Maya McDermott. And I put this one on here because it is in or sorry, it is not in Iowa. And a lot of the guests we talk to are in Iowa. We talk Iowa food, Iowa pizza. Um, but Maya McDermott hit us with some somewhere, um, a pizza place uh, in the city of Minneapolis. Frank and Andrea's is what it was. So if you're ever up in Minneapolis or driving through, you're going to have to stop in there and uh, and let us know what you think. Because I thought that was that was very cool that, you know, from Iowa, goes to school in Iowa, but, you know, kind of remembers remembers good pizza. Yeah, uh, well, and uh, I don't know if we can put her on the pizza connoisseur level, but someone has consumed quite a bit of pizza because she mentioned working at Domino's um, yep. through high school on the podcast, and that just kind of being her thing. Like she just, I don't eat anything else when I got Domino's right in front of me, and so it's all right. I'm 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 here for that too. So the fact that she thought of um, Frank and Andreas was was good too, and yeah, it sounds like by the slice, and so if you're up there. I uh, need to grab a slice. It's definitely, definitely a fun and, and good option. And so, yeah, that was a, 
that was a good one. And then yeah, DT's Pizza Pizza Tavern in Fayette. I, I mean, there can't be a lot to choose from in Fayette, right? So <laughs> you might as well you might yep. as well go to DT's. I mean, we we just made the decision even easier for you. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, some good uh, some good pizza thrown around on our podcast, even if they didn't make uh, our best recommendation list. But um, yeah, I, I guess next year on the list, uh, just we want to go over some. Um, a few of the highlights of Iowa basketball over the last year, 2022 was a great year for, you know, if we're talking specifically about college programs, college basketball, a great year for basketball here in the state. Um, you know, first thing we have here is, is ISU making the sweet 16 from two and 22 all the way to the sweet 16, the top 16 teams in the nation. Um, an incredible story, you know, an incredible job on the coaching side, you know, working with uh, what they had here in Otzelberger's first year, but uh, a fun run for the Cyclones. Yeah, that was that was an incredible turnaround, obviously, with the start that they had, too. They kind of had a, a, a monster start and then dropped a few through the middle of the stretch and then got hot again come tournament time with wins over LSU, Wisconsin, and then ultimately lost to Miami. But uh, incredible, incredible run that I would say probably few people outside of that room up there named saw, really saw coming. Um, and so that was fun, fun one to look back and remember on. Um, one of the other things, too, that we have on here that we talked about earlier and still kind of playing itself out, but was, you know, Keegan Murray being the fourth overall pick. Um, just huge strides in which that he made. And then obviously to see him climb those draft boards was a lot of fun. And then uh, the other little kind of caveat with that is it was AJ Green signing with the Bucks and him getting some playing time um, here in his first year as well, too. So getting to follow those guys at the next level has been a highlight and I think a lot of fun for, for all Iowans. Yeah, very cool um, with those two people and, you know, with, with AJ Green on the Bucks and playing for the Bucks specifically, um, I believe that was you and I's very first, uh, very first NBA player um, in school history. So that's kind of cool, um, you know, with the background with me as well. Um, and Keegan as well, you know, I think when he was climbing up draft boards, you know, uh, I think it was on draft night, the Kings moved up to the fourth spot. And, you know, I think we talked to Frankie about this too, but he said there were, there were two or three other people that we thought they were trading up for. Um, and it ended up being Keegan, um, at, at them, you know, at number four pick, obviously in Sacramento, as we talked about. So, you know, a cool year. Um, and they're both doing great things. You know, AJ with the two way contract right now playing for Wisconsin herd. Um, but also, you know, he gets some minutes for the, um, I guess the professional team in Milwaukee bucks as well. So, um, really cool for those two in that front as well. And then the next one that we have is Caitlin Clark's just kind of burst onto the scene, becoming a household name, um, putting up video game numbers, shooting from all over the place. And so that was something that, uh, again, doing doing a lot more of, scored her 2,000th point already here um, this year. And so um, it, it's a little bit hard because it wasn't a singular event or something that specifically happened. It was kind of, um, something that happened over time and is continually or still happening too. And so it maybe isn't as fun as to look back as like the Iowa state sweet 16 run, but it, it is something that uh, really kind of burst on the scene here in 2022 and uh, will be fun to continue to follow that journey and, and see what, you know, she's able to do, you know, also from signing uh, an NIL with Nike in the off season and high V and all the promotion stuff too, just, continuing to see how some of that comes to fruition and what that all means for her and, and women's basketball will be a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, you know, one of the most prolific scorers that I've ever seen, um, you know, in my life playing the game of basketball. So that's definitely saying something. And yeah, definitely fun to watch her, uh, you know, kind of through that NAL stuff, move through, you know, becoming one of the nation's best basketball players on the women's side. And, you know, fun to watch, watch Caitlin do that. Um, and speaking of women's basketball, um, you know, the state of Iowa, uh, the four public schools had a, um, had a great year last year. Uh, they all finished with 20 plus wins. Uh, Drake with 20, you and I 23, Iowa 24 and ISU with 28 at the end of the year last year. So just a great um, a great year for the state of Iowa on the women's side of basketball. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, they're recruiting these Iowa, 
um, you know, the Iowa girls from Iowa high schools and Iowa high school girls basketball has been really good the last, you know, three, four or five years. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. It's, I mean, it's something where, I mean, you just went through the total, the win totals last year, um, you know, and obviously with two of those being in the same league with the Valley, with Drake and you and I, but watching these, these girls compete um, night in and night out, win a lot of basketball games, have a ton of success and make the NCAA tournament with Iowa girls on the roster. It's just a lot of fun. It's something that uh, to continue to keep an eye on because I don't see changing anytime soon. Um, and I mean, that's just, that's just at, the, at that level, we could continue to go down the board and talk um, all levels of, of college basketball and what it's done for the women's game throughout our state. But uh, just highlighting those four should give you some, some idea of where we're at and, and just continue to keep your eyes on and pay attention as we go through. Um, and then our last kind of highlight that we have is going to be Omaha Blue and his announcement that he was coming back to Waukee this past summer. Um, you know, that announcement came back. And so with that, it became tons of speculation. He quickly, see, I don't believe someone, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe when he had, Announced coming back to Waukee, he had not signed, or did he verbal with Iowa State already? He had not. I do not. I do not believe so. I think it. Uh, yeah, it happened after he announced he's coming back to Waukee. Yeah, and I. And so I was trying to remember the time. I didn't think so. I know it kind of all happened fairly quickly, but so he announced coming back to Waukee. Super exciting to have a five-star talent and a, a player of his abilities to come back, um, and then ultimately signing and with Iowa state being big news, but then starts to turn to, you know, what's the season going to look like and quickly us. And I think most of the state, I know all the hoop troopers quickly circled, I believe it was December 9th, the ninth um, in which that Waukee and Northwest matched up with each other and Peyton Sanford um, versus Omaha blue. And, and so, it did not disappoint either. That was one of those games that was high energy, high level, high performance, and just a ton of fun. And so that was definitely, you know, as we look towards here, probably most recently, one of the, one of the big highlights throughout our state, especially at that high school level. Yeah. I mean, in, incredible game. First of all, the score, the play, of, of the athletes and, you know, just a, a packed house um, at Northwest and two really good basketball teams, you know, a couple really good players going at each other. And anytime you can have, like you mentioned, a five-star recruit in the state, um, that's a good thing. And, you know, it's uh, it's been fun watching Omaha play specifically, um, you know, from when he was at Waukee the first time as a sophomore, you know, his game has, has improved drastically, obviously being a five-star recruit, but, um, and it'll be awesome to, to be able to watch him uh, in the future up, up and aimed. I think there is a, on that team, I think there is a need for somebody like Omaha who can put the ball in the basket. Um, however, I think Hill, you know, has the strength and, you know, the body to compete um, on the defensive end as well um, on day one. Yeah, without a doubt. And even before we get to get to that, we're going to finish out a, a high school season, um, see what they're able to do. I, I want to say January 21st. This is off the top of my head, so I apologize if I'm wrong. But I think January 21st is the rematch um, with those two, Northwest and Waukee. Um, and so it'll be anxious to see kind of how that how that all shakes out and what that means. And then let's get into postseason. Let's get down to the well and and see what that does too. And so that uh, will definitely be be something to keep an eye on and, and follow along the way. And you'll, you'll know for sure that'll be something that'll definitely be covered. But uh, with that, let's jump into our last break and then we'll, uh, we'll come back and wrap, wrap things up for you. Okay. All right. So I'll just... Um, I'll just read through the girls ones quick and then you can read through the boys yep. and then um, we can just talk about season two and all that stuff. We've kind of done that a little bit that that can be fairly brief and yeah, we can be out of here. And maybe, yeah, maybe just kind of like, uh, you know, Hey, here's what we have planned, you know, what we have planned for 2023 and you can just hit on all those and I can add, add anything and you need me to yeah. as well. 
Okay, cool. All right, shooters, then to wrap things up, we were just going to revisit a few things, one being the state champion. So we, we kind of ended talking about the high school in Wells Fargo, always a fun time in our state when you have an opportunity to go down to Wells Fargo and watch some of these athletes who have worked hard throughout the year, finish their seasons, hopefully with the championship. And Adam and I were talking a little bit about this and you know, with the hoop troop and covering a lot of this and doing our, our predictions and everything. Um, a lot happens between then and now. And so you kind of forget. So just running through real quickly for you guys, um, who were our state champions. So you remember here as we move into the second half of the high school season on the girls side, one, a, we talked about it, Bishop Garrigan, um, they return pretty much all their players. And so that's someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Newell Fonda is going to be right there again, their, their opponent, the last two uh, state championships. And so that'll be something to keep an eye on with them. 2A, Dyke New Hartford um, was a state champion there. Uh, we've had coach on the podcast. That was a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, 3A, Esperville Lincoln Central. Um, they got a good squad again. Young, she should be a sophomore this year, a guard that can just, she can go. And so that's the team to keep an eye on in 3A. 4A, Xavier was the champion in 4A. And then 5A was the Johnston girls um, who undefeated 5A last year, undefeated thus far this year. And so it'll be interesting to follow that matchup too and see if any or all of these teams are able to do a super hard thing and, and that's repeat as champion. Yep. A lot of, uh, usual names down there, uh, on, on that, on that, uh, on that list we made, but awesome to see, you know, like I said, girls basketball in a great spot here in the state of Iowa. Um, on the boys side, uh, we have North Lynn who beat a, uh, very, very much so taller team at Grandview Christian, um, with a bunch of press, uh, with a bunch of up-tempo stuff. So I was actually at that, actually I was at all these games, but, um, you know, that was a, a back and forth game, very close to a very good game. Too. Um, and then rock Valley, um, very, very athletic team. They had their rock Valley from what I remember, um, and, you know, really controlled that game from top to bottom. Um, then we got Dallas center Grimes, um, you know, a, a, a long road to that title. They had a really good team too. They had some really good players who were playing, um, um, division one, division two right now. So, you know, it was, uh, it was cool to see that happen for DCG and then Ames with a, uh, you know, another really good team with Tame and Lipsy at the, at the guard spot there um, is at Iowa state playing for Iowa state and a starter for Iowa state now um, can really put the ball in the hoop. They had a couple other athletes that were just, you know, far superior to um, a Johnston team that was, um, you know, a little bit injured and, you know, honestly really a little outmatched. So uh, some really good teams there, obviously with the state championship, you're a good team, but uh, you know, some teams to remember for sure too. I think different on the boys side than the girls side is had the repeat while we expect to probably see many of those girls teams back down there and maybe defending it's going to, I don't, I don't know with any of those boys teams. Um, it'll be tough for the boys. It'll be tough for the boys. I mean, North Lynn would be the one that, you know, they, that side of the state, we don't know, admittedly know as much about, and they're always down there. So I know that they're going to be in their style is going to lend. I just don't know if they have the horses that they've had um, in the past. And so it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see um what march looks like at the at the well that's for sure absolutely absolutely will absolutely will all right so if we take a look then moving forward here as we as we try to put a pulse and figure out a little bit of what 2023 looks like um one is going to be the season two of hoop troop we've actually already started we had one episode um leading up to the break and wanted to talk a little bit about the first half and what we had seen so far we'll get uh, we'll dive in deep here um, in the next couple of weeks and, and start talking hoop troop and seeing those episodes coming out each and every week diving into the high school game and getting our reactions and feedback We're still talking with coaches and, and and getting both coach Larson and coach Betts input on some stuff too but 
you know, really going over like where we're at. And so season two, we're really looking forward to that expanding and growing, continuing to do some more things with, uh, with hoop troop season two. Yep. Uh, you know, as we mentioned about season one, it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, you know, with the guys we have on the episode, a lot of fun interacting with our fans too. Um, and yeah, definitely excited about season two. You know, we have shot clocks, we have rankings, uh, and also have some really good basketball here in Iowa. So excited to uh, continue that. Yeah. You mentioned the rankings. That'll be a fun addition to, especially with several of our guys being involved in the mentoring side of that. And so hearing their input and again, getting an opportunity, hopefully to see behind the curtain a little bit with that prior to some of the rankings coming out and maybe what some of the decisions that went into that. So you'll have to follow along with that if you have any interest in the high school game. One of the other things too that you know we've continued to do is keep pushing out apparel. Shooting Santa came out this uh, holiday season and, and, and did really well. Uh, we have shooting shamrock that will be coming here before we know it. Honestly, it'll be St. Patrick's Day before we know it. So shooting shamrock will make make his appearance here at some point too. But uh, we'll continue to let you know and and follow along. Especially, I mean, I know we've mentioned it before, but uh, Twitter is is the easiest way to to keep up with our up to date, our day to day, and what we have going, coming, all that. And so if you have not jumped on and started following us yet. Um, on Twitter, I highly suggest that you do that. If you're listening to this pod, I, I guess I kind of assume that you are, are following us on Twitter. But if, if not, jump over and, and make sure you follow us on Twitter because that's kind of where things um, kind of get its start. And so if you, you hear of anything um, from us, it'll, it'll likely start there. And so that's another thing to look forward to. Um, we, you know, we, we brainstorm, we have tons of ideas in which that we want to do to continue to help grow the game. We mentioned it earlier, if we can support and help in any way, like we'd love to hear from each and every one of you. If you got an idea, if you got a story, if you got something that you would like us to do or some way in which that we can help, um, whether it's promote your program or give you an idea or a suggestion or connect you with somebody, we are definitely, definitely here to help. And we're here to to do that for you all you simply have to do is just reach out and let us know and we'll do everything that we can to help you out yep uh and the next thing last thing is you know as as brian's mentioned a couple times as i said a couple times that you know we want to hear from you um we do want to uh you know tell the stories of of of, of those coaches of those players that may not get their story told a lot or enough um so we're open to suggestions we know in general we're very up to date on basketball and our opinions but um you know there are always stories out there that uh we would like to hear and that we need to tell um so yes always open to that connect with us on twitter instagram facebook um anyway it works and we will love to tell those stories and before we get out of here too i mean being players and coaches ourselves we can handle some criticism too so if there's something that you're like hey don't do this or you guys need to change or it would be cool if you whatever like we're here for it too i mean we want to we want to hear that side of it too ways in which we can get better or find ways to have our content reach more people we're we're definitely here for that but uh, we appreciate you listening if you've been along and followed along with this journey on this episode for this long with us we love you guys you're, you're the best um we appreciate it hey this is this is the year of the goat it's uh 2023 let's have a best one and uh as always shoot or shoot